Welcome to the PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller, David Wynn, and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller and David Wynn have joined me today, and we are going to discuss why and how our industry is such a transformational industry. Welcome, Carly. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. So what spurred this on? Because we just came from PMTS and saw that new technology? Well, absolutely. So we saw uh, what I think is probably one of the neatest crops of first-timers. You know, we had 106 first-timers at our National Technical Conference, and these people were engaged. They were thoughtful. They weren't on a field trip. They were on a mission. And that mission was to better understand the technology that they're either using in their shop or that they're hoping to use in their shop. So I thought, why don't we really talk about the role of technology in precision machine? Cool. All right. Get us started. Okay. So why would we want new technology? New technology helps our organization improve their range of offering. Okay. Okay. If More I, capability. Right. I mean, I could make that part with a file and a vice and it'd take a week. <laughs> I can get a machine, traditional machine. I can make it in, you know, a, a few seconds. I can get the latest thing and it could drop complete with ray, laser engraving and stop spindle drill cross holes and, and just, it's crazy, right? So, so new technology improves our business and our range of what we can quote. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, bringing new technology in is uh, something that's really cool is the shop processes. It's just like when you've got your customer list and you're looking at um, different things that you can provide for your customers and expanding those capabilities allows you to not only broaden your customer base, but widen and deepen what you do for your existing customers. And that's something you can really do looking at um, going in and seeing these new technologies and things that you bring to the shop. Yeah. I, you know, uh, our, our capabilities can get stale. I mean, if we're great on leaded materials and we see that leaded materials are not needed in electric vehicles, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I think the Eagles had a song, the new kid in town, right? Everybody forgets the old one, right? It's like, we need, we need to keep up. We need to get ahead and new technology is how we do it. It's not cutting traditional materials faster. I was thinking of that when you said that, keep up with the times. So exactly. you got to pay attention to the trends so that you, your equipment isn't antiquated. It right. may work, but it may not be needed. It may it, it, it may no longer be relevant. Be relevant. I like there that. There you go. Okay. What else? Teach me. So customers. Yes. Customers. You had any customers get less demanding? Anybody out there in podcast <laughs> land have customers getting less demanding, throwing fewer requirements at you, uh, easier to achieve tolerances, perhaps. I haven't seen it. Have you, David? No. And, and 
one of the real interesting things that you see is that more and more customers are pushing the requirements that they used to do onto their suppliers. They're wanting customer, they want their suppliers to be uh, doing a lot more for them and plating, heat treating, grinding, and pushing all that upstream so that they've got one source for quality on incoming. Absolutely. And, and, and Carly, here's just, here's just one easy way to establish whether or not this is true. Okay. Okay. You remember I showed you and, and the rest of staff what it meant to be a, a thousandth of an inch yes. or three thousandths of an inch or a ten thousandth of an inch. Today, shops are, we're seeing prints in microns, which is millions of a meter. Millions, what? millions, millions. What? Millions. So what used to be a thousandth of an inch tolerance, what used to be uh, multiple thousandths of an inch now may be in microns. And if you're not measuring in microns, you, you, you may be downright quaint and charming. I've never even heard of microns. Yeah, well, we've got a couple shops named microns. I know, but I didn't why. know it was a measurement. It is, millionth of a meter. Whoa. Yeah, that's demanding. Yeah, so you're not you going to do that on the old old stuff. You need the new technology to, to work in those yeah. with those parameters. Yeah. Wow. So here's another weird uh, indicator, Carly. You know, I'm always, you call it looking at the tea leaves. I call it over the horizon radar. I want everyone listening to this podcast to go up to the front office and ask to see the pile of no quotes that you have so far this year. Oh, so that they could see potential new business. That they missed. Yes. Why did they miss it? They no quoted it. Why did they no quote it? Probably because they didn't have the capability. The market is telling you with that stack of lost business, not not accepted business, what the market wants today. That makes sense. That's the biggest mismatch between what you offer and what your customers want. It's the height of that pile of no quotes. Look at that. That is the best indicator for your future. And if it's tall, that's not a good sign. Hmm. So could the no quotes be filled with Nope, I can't come up with anything. It's just a business that's lost. <laughs> it's it's lost. It's yeah. lost. Now, maybe you don't know where to get the material. Maybe you can't get the material. Maybe it was time urgency and you can't get it done by Friday, two weeks past. I get it. But if you turned it down because you can't do thread milling, if you turned it down because you don't have the capability to do this stopped spindle cross hole thing, if you turned it down because that's yeah. that's the opportunity to examine and invest in. Misquotes are lost opportunity because you didn't have the capability to perform. There you go. Okay. So now we've talked about the, the quotes and the customers and stuff. There's got to be something about market demand in here. Absolutely. Three words. What's that? Cheaper, faster, better. Ah, that falls in the demanding. That's the demanding <laughs> thing, right? They demand it cheaper. They demand it faster. They demand it better, right? I mean, continuous improvement or you're, you're not even relevant. So, yeah, you need that new technology. Absolutely. Because, you know, ordinary suppliers, my favorite, 
favorite customer that I learned to hate and then learned to love was, you know, I can get 100% on time and zero defects from my ordinary suppliers, Mr. Free. And I'm like, ordinary, ordinary right. suppliers, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to be better than ordinary. I need to be cheaper, faster, and better. That makes you extraordinary. Extraordinary. And the customers don't really want it cheaper. They want the value for the money. That's what they want. They want that value brought to them. So you may not necessarily be the cheapest price, but you bring them the most value at the end of the day. For 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 that dollar. That's exactly right, David. I that's uh, that's a great contribution and and you know, really, you know, the to sum up this whole thing is really if you always do what you've always done, you're going to always get what you always got. That's right. What got you here won't get you there. Won't, won't, that's not what they right, want well, if to we're gonna do that then it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results that's I believe that was freud i i actually <laughs> thought it was einstein but it doesn't matter yeah they both rang yeah. up there deming might have said All right it now we're gonna have to look it up yeah we'll, we'll do that <laughs> all right what else uh well plan i mean don't just do this. I mean, have a, have a plan. You don't want to just jump into milling if nobody there is, has any experience at all with milling. So have a plan develop a plan that stack of no quotes tells you what the customers want, what the market wants. So what's your plan to be able to turn 20% of those into a quote? What's your plan to, you know, can you do this without, you know, expanding your line of credit? What is, Incrementally, what's the way to to try to get closer and get close? Don't have to do it all in one fell swoop, but if there's an opportunity to move in an area, what's your plan? So I'm hearing you shouldn't buy new technology just because it's new technology. You need a plan. How does it fit? How does it fit your customer? How does it fit your potential customer? That's exactly right. And how will it pay for its own expense of implementation. When I was in the shop, we used to set five-year goals for new technology. So we would look out and see what the demands for quotes and different things that were coming in and where we needed to expand our capabilities. And then we would look and start researching equipment and deciding where we were going to move. And then we would move slowly at first. But then when it became time to make a decision, we moved quickly and then jumped into that market with both feet. And you were able to because you had the plan. Right. Yeah, because we were looking out, you know, and you start today looking at where you want to be five years from now with your shop's capabilities and you start really looking into that and researching it. And then you go to something like PMTS with a purpose. So then let me ask you with with a five year plan, um, how fast does technology move? Because is five years reasonable or does the technology change in those five years? The technology will change in those five years, but the fundamental principles of what we do and how we do it will not change in five years. I, so, I'm shocked that David didn't say in five years, I've hit my financial. The five-year tack time is really driven by the money. This not is the true. technology. The technology, it changes semi-annually, quarterly. Just think of the new companies that we saw at PMTS. In two years, we've got all these new companies showing stuff we never saw before. So as well as improved models from what the 
shops we know. But that five years is the velocity of the money. So I've earned it back. I've paid it off. And now I'm ready to recalibrate. Now, what we need to do is have a series of five-year plans every year. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, what? So you just get new technology every five years? That doesn't work. Right. Part of it is the velocity of the money. But Mm -hmm. then... To the point, like the fundamental physics of of doing things won't change in that five years. It's the dancing dragon on the screen, so to speak, that changes. It's it's what we see, how we interact with the technology that does change rapidly. But knowing that, hey, I need to be more automated in my production and looking into cobots or, hey, we don't do any kind of milling. Let's look to milling. The final decision on what milling machine or what technology or cam systems we go with may change in that five-year plan and probably would dramatically change maybe even the last six months of final purchase. But the velocity of the money, like Miles is talking about, that does have a strong um, factor in it. But if you do plan and, and do that 12-month cycle where maybe uh, in a small shop you buy one piece of equipment every year, but then at the end of five years when you've paid it off or you've paid for it, then you roll in another new piece of equipment. So you can rapidly still change, but you have these five-year goals. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I got you now. So, so ultimately, ultimately all this talk of technology and new technology and what it adds, the thing that it really does is it makes, makes it very painful for your good customers to leave. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because the first time you tell them no, it's the first time they decide, yeah, maybe I better go look somewhere else. Somebody who can say yes. But exactly. So so when you have the technology, when you continuously improve what it is you offer, whether it's ability to hold tighter tolerances, machine more difficult materials, more complex geometries, new processes like milling versus turning, there's no reason for them to look elsewhere. I mean, sure, they'll shop the price and then they'll be, holy cow, what, what, you know. Uh-huh. So, so really the new technology keeps you relevant, but it keeps your customer addicted to your fine service, your, your complete offerings. Hmm. It, it, keeps you, it keeps you matched, equally, equally matched. You become that customer's easy button too, which is fantastic because they send you the quote because you're the person that can solve their problems. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> easy button to solve the problems. That's I that's want one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that really is the most rigorous intellectual argument. I mean, we could say, you know, if you don't have it, you can't sell it, you know. I used to give my deals, my sales VP all kinds of grief. I, I used to attribute falsely a quote to him. I used to say that he used to say that if it's in stock, we have it. Ah. Well, if it's not in <laughs> stock, we don't have it. Well, yeah. So, so, but, but you know, you know, I always ask about what's the most valuable piece of real estate in our shops, right? Well, when you go to the store, what's the most valuable piece of real estate? And I always say it's always between your ears. So I don't think I'm following the right line. No, it's it's <laughs> it's that rack right at the cash register where you're going to oh, pick the impulse up. Buys. You're going to pick it up, right? If you don't have it in stock, they can't pick it up. Well, that's the same logic of when I was 16 and hit somebody with my car and she argued with the cop and said, uh, if she hadn't have been there, I wouldn't have hit her. 
<laughs> well, there you go. There you go. All right, took it off the rails. Anything else? Uh, I think grow or die. I mean, you're either improving, you're continuously improving your people, your processes, your offerings to the market, or you're going to get passed up by somebody that is. Grow or die. Grow or die. New technology. Stay relevant. Part of continuous improvement. Part the of business continuous. cycle is always moving. We're never stagnant. So you're either going up or going down. You're growing or you're dying. That wraps up today's podcast on our industry and the role of technology in transformation. Thank you for joining us. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You don't want to miss one. Also, check out our Speaking of Suppliers podcast to hear how our technical members can help your shops. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can find our knowledge centers filled with articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources just for precision machining. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to learn how we can help you thrive. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly and Miles? Because we are better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision.